Hey everybody, this is Mitchell Smith and welcome back to the LinkedIn Liberty Show where we give you our best tips, tricks and hacks to help you make the LinkedIn platform work for you. Uh, I can't wait to talk to you about today's episode. I'm back here with my good friend, Scott Tucker. And today I wanna talk to you about storytelling, right? Because really what LinkedIn is not a resume. LinkedIn is not a place for you just to browse around, but it's really an opportunity to create a personal brand for yourself. And you can't create a personal brand without knowing your story and how to tell it. And so for us, storytelling is one of the most powerful things you can do on LinkedIn. And it relates into everything you're going to do on the platform, whether it's creating your profile, whether it's engaging with people, whether it's messaging people, creating content, it all comes back to how we tell our story. And some of the challenges that I really hear from people is they say, you know, I don't know how to talk to people on LinkedIn. I don't know how to post content without seeming salesy. I'm not sure how I can get somebody to want to have a conversation with me without them thinking I'm trying to sell them something. And this is where storytelling is so powerful. I don't know, Scott, have you ever had those challenges? You know, when you first start on LinkedIn, not knowing how to really message people the right way without coming across like you were trying to throw something in their face. When I first started, I was afraid uh, to use it because as a financial advisor, you, you, you couldn't be salesy. And they, tell, they told you if you used it, you were going to be salesy. And so that, that put it in our mind. And I think that's what a lot of uh, military uh, are, are thinking when they're afraid of personal branding, uh, that they're thinking it's a salesy type thing. And, and so, yeah, I, I saw that all the time, felt it myself. And, and uh, I, I know that's what you know, most people are dealing with. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely felt that too. I think everyone gets on LinkedIn and it's, it's presented to us generally for the first time as this professional network where people build connections. And when you reach out to somebody, it's like the expectation to sell them something, ask them for a job, do something you know tangible rather than just building a relationship with them. But the reality is building those relationships is what leads back to you know, being able to make real connections with them, being able to sell them something, be able to become a business partner with them, whatever you're trying to accomplish on LinkedIn, it all works so much better when you have a personal relationship with the person that you want to talk to. And a thing I like to say is, you know, if you're looking for a job or you're trying to sell somebody on something, would you rather hand them your resume or hand them, you know, a one sheet sales copy and have them try to connect the dots for themselves about, you know, where's the value? How, why would I hire this person? Why would I work with this person? Or would you rather sit down and have a 20 minute conversation with them where you say, okay, this is me. This is why I'm valuable. You know, it's much easier for us to show our value when we have a, a real conversation with somebody and LinkedIn, that's really what personal branding is. It's just sharing your story about what makes you unique. Yeah. And what I was just, just wanted to add to that is, what I think LinkedIn really is, it, it, it's, it's kind of a search engine tool to use as a, a relationship enhancement tool. I mean, that's really what's happening. You're just speeding up your ability to create relationships with people because, you know, by people reading your content, watching your videos, you tell them exactly, if you tell your story well, then when you do have that first chat or conversation, you've already gotten over so many hurdles. And when you do meet them in person, it's like it's like your best friends. It's crazy. I've loved that that experience, especially like I'm looking forward to going to this uh, military influencer conference next month, and most of the people I'm excited to meet I've never met before, but we feel like we're all friends already. It's crazy. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I definitely have made connections with people through LinkedIn before that ended up just becoming, you know, really good friends with them. I met the guy who runs this social media account, Instagram called drunk old grad and ended up meeting him at the military influencer conference last year. And three days later, he invites me to go to Oktoberfest with him in Germany. And so those are like the real bonds. Now we can forge ahead at, with business relationships, with connections, you know, working together. And that would have never been possible had I just been like, hey, buy my this, buy this, let's work together. I actually built a real relationship with him before I ever met him in person. And now we have this amazing opportunity to work together. So, you know, that's kind of hits on that, that, that struggle, right? You know, how do we go about this without feeling salesy, without feeling genuine? And it just comes down to being able to realize that the story is an opportunity to build those types of relationships. That's the solution. That's what we really want to focus on. How can I share this story to, uh, to, to build what I really want to build? And so that, I think that really, you know, we've kind of hit on this big myth uh, that people have when it comes to how to use LinkedIn. It's, we already mentioned it. People feel like they have to go ahead and press somebody for something. But the reality is you don't really have to do that. You really want to focus on the relationship. And if I'm going to go make a new friend, if I'm going to you know, meet someone at a conference, I, the first thing you're going to do in person is not say, here, read this, buy this for me. That's not how you build a real relationship. And, and so that's breaking down that misunderstanding of how to use LinkedIn. It's the same. We want to use it the same way that we would normally interact with somebody in person, just using the platform. Yeah. And I think the other myth around that is uh, that people have is if they're, if they're not using it to be salesy, what they're using it as is, is a resume in that they're expecting somebody to come find them and ask them to apply or, 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 or show them where to go based on their qualifications. And, and instead, much like, like you just mentioned, when you'd walk up to somebody, you wouldn't hand them your business card. Well, you shouldn't do that. People obviously do that. <laughs> but <laughs> but what, you, what you should be doing in, the, in, those, in those first, you know, rather than pitching about yourself and doing your elevator speech, you try to say, you know, what are you working on right now? How can I help you? How can I help you is always what, what you want to be uh, you know, doing. And that just means adding value. And so you, know, you got to determine, you know, what is the value that you can offer? And I think that's, that's why I'm so glad you wanted to talk about this today because storytelling is the way to do that. Because you can always just say, you know, I had this experience in the past. This is what I learned from it. You know, do this or don't do that. That's value to somebody. You do it every day anyways. <laughs> it's crazy. Just learn to do it on LinkedIn. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what I have seen in the first episode, I talked about doing free profile audits. And another thing that I've discovered when looking through all these profiles is people just want to word vomit all over their about section and their experience section about all these accomplishments that they have. It's like, I was the lead project manager for this, or I managed this many people. I managed this amount of dollars. And the reality is if I am you know, someone that wants to work with you, that wants to hire you. I have no idea how what you did in the past can translate into what you can do working with me. I have like, reading your accomplishments. One, it's really difficult to read. It's hard on your eyes to go read through all these bullet points of accomplishments. But beyond that, I don't want somebody to have to connect the dots for themselves on why they should want to get to know me. I, I, they shouldn't have to go through my profile and say, Oh, he managed $3 million. So that means he's valuable. I should be able to tell my story 
in a very well put together way so the people don't have to draw connections for themselves you're telling you're you're guiding the narrative right i always say we want to be the author of our own story we don't want somebody to write our story for us you know i i, I got a story uh, you know um you know, I was I was doing a job fair once to try to recruit people to, to come and work with with my company, and um, I got handed a bunch of resumes. And 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 I mean, these are these are top of the line, you know, senior NCOs, senior officers um, who who were transitioning out, and and the resumes basically looked like gobbledygook to me. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm not joking. It's like I know it's impressive stuff, but I'm kind of like all this really tells me is you're not a, a dirtbag. I mean, yeah, really, at, in, this, right. in this day and age, and, and so you gotta think, what is the resume for? It's, it's just for an HR person to match a job description to a person, and, and, and that's the trick, of course, with resume writing, is you gotta, you gotta make sure that you, you rewrite resume every time. Like, how hard is that? Why not just tell the person how you, how you help? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so that's, that's that, and that's the problem. Is that, that's 1980s thing, you know, matching the resume to the job description. That hasn't changed. Yeah, they've used technology to link it together, but that's not innovation. That's right. not doing real storytelling. Absolutely. And, I, you know, that gets back to the point of, you know, would you rather hand someone your resume or have a conversation with them? You know, chances are, and I don't say this to people to, you know, bring them down or make them feel like they haven't accomplished anything, but the reality is, you know, unless you've done something really crazy uh, started your own company or in an industry that's very, very new, innovative, or different, the chances are that somebody else's resume looks a lot like yours. And I also like to tell people, if you were to look at my resume, you'd have no idea that I know as much as I know about LinkedIn. But if you have a 20-minute conversation with me or you listen to one of these podcasts, you can tell that I know a lot more than the average person. But that would never show up on a resume. So you know, using LinkedIn just to spit up your skills and accomplishments doesn't set you up to be able to really explain why you know what you know. I could just imagine like an HR manager reading a bullet point, knows LinkedIn really good. <laughs> <laughs> really, really, yes. like bad English, really good. Yes, yes. Mitch knows LinkedIn real good. <laughs> but yeah, so all of this being said, I think it's become very clear how important it is to be genuine, to be real, and share our story. But, you know, understanding that it's just half the battle. The other part is, how do I go about doing this, right? What is a really good way for me to share my story with somebody without rambling off on tangents? How can I do it intentionally, right? We always talk about wanting to use LinkedIn with intention. And, and so we want to walk you through kind of step-by-step -step how you go about actually telling your story to somebody. What are the elements that are really important for you to make sure that you have everything you need? So we really want to start off talking about a character, right? Because whether you're finding a job, whether you are selling to somebody, whether you just want to connect with people in your industry, everyone is a character, right? It's the, the headhunter, it's the client, it's the professional that I want to get to know better. And we don't want to just understand who they are, but we want to understand what do they want. And you have to think about LinkedIn like this. Everyone is on LinkedIn with some degree of, you know, selfishness. They want to know why you can help them. And so for that character, what they want, you want to be the person that can provide that value to them. 
Yeah, because it, it's it, think about any. I mean, what, what this comes down to is is think about any story. I mean, any story as you tell it. You know, why is why are you listening? Why are you interested in the story? Because you can relate to what the struggle is that they're going through, and they so they either want something, they either want to get out of a pain, or they want to you know go for something more abundantly, you know, or, or solve a major problem. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is about you know, telling that story is like, like when we want to be the author of our own story, so does everybody else on LinkedIn. So you really need to figure out what is it they really want, right? So an example, a hiring manager, what they really want is an employee that is going to get the job done. So when you're, if you're a job hunter telling that story, you need to think about that character that you're trying to speak to and what story you can tell that makes you stand out as opposed to the hundreds of resumes that that job manager is going to see. And so that's what we really want to, it's the heart of our entire story is who is that main character and what do they really want? And a big thing for us to identify is their problem, right? Because everyone has something that isn't perfect, whether you are somebody that needs help in a certain area, so a, a company needs to find a new employee, whatever, that character is going to have a problem that they are trying to solve on LinkedIn whether it be you know finding a job, finding clients, whatever. Everybody is going to have something that they need help with. And so there's a couple parts of this problem, right? There's going to be the bad guy, right? Who is the bad guy that is causing all of these issues? And, and if we can identify who that bad guy is, we can really get down to the root of someone's problem. That's the struggle for for most people when they're trying to solve their pain or problem. They don't know to even recognize that, that there's a bad guy in the room. You know, that's that's the problem is we we don't even know we don't even delve deep into the source. We just sit there and want to always put band aids on everything. I mean, my opinion, the the bad guy here is just kind of the lack of of knowledge in 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 how to use this awesome platform and and maybe the fact that the education is being geared towards using it the resume way and then people don't even know there's another way to use it you know so that's the bad guy in the room it doesn't have to mean it mean a you know a really dangerous person or something like that but you know that's you've got to figure out what's the real cause of the problem yeah and and so many people have trouble with using linkedin if you can be that person for them that says, I understand your problem, I understand what you're dealing with, then you become an instant authority to them in, in the way that they can relate to you, they can relate to that story of struggle that you've both experienced and how you can really help them. And so that, that's part of the problem. Now, what is the problem that they feel on the outside, right? What is, you know, what are their, their tangible issues that they face? You know, uh, I think when you're talking about the, the what, what's the person you know dealing with, what do they see? What are those issues they usually fix in with a Band-Aid? You got to address that, identify that first. And usually it has something to do with like health, wealth, or power. You know, like a politician, someone trying to lose weight, someone trying to get rich, you know, whatever. That's, that's going to be a motivating, you know, those are the three main psych, you know, human drive, your human nature. What is it the human wants psychologically? You know, that's the external things we're going going to. But, you know, I think the real issue is how does it make you feel? Yeah, yeah. you know, that's the problem. Have you ever heard that an analogy about the, uh, uh, um, the, drill, the drill bit hanging a photo? Like, why, do you buy a drill bit to, to hang a foot, to put a hole in the wall? Um, no, you buy it to put a hole in the wall to put the nail in to, to hang the photo. But really, you do it to sit on the couch and enjoy the photo. 
<laughs> you know, it's the feeling around it. Right. And so that, that definitely speaks to what we want to do, right? It's, it's what is the bad guy? What is the extrinsic problem that we face or the extrinsic feeling? What's the extrinsic motivation that we want? But really, what's that internal feeling, right? You're talking about losing weight. You know, obviously, the, the external motivation there is just to, to lose the weight. Let's see what the numbers show. But the intrinsic motivation is to feel healthier, to feel more attractive, whatever that is, right? So whatever those problems are, we definitely want to understand, you know, what's the easy to understand tangible problem that they're having? But really, what's the feeling that they're missing, right? What is the thing that they really want to, to feel better, to, to feel different, What's the heart of their problem? And if we can understand that, then we really understand what's giving them problems, what this character really needs. Then we can set ourselves up to be the solution to that. And another part of this is we want to figure out why this problem they're having is just plain not right. What about this problem is so unexplicably bad that we have to, we have to fix it? It's not that there's just a, a, a dragon. You know, it's that it, that he's uh, he's uh, <laughs> he's burning all the Westeros, right? You know that that that's why it's plain wrong. Is you know, in, especially with LinkedIn, you know, it's just plain wrong. As Gary, as I watched a Gary V video this morning, and he just he's just talking about today, literally today, LinkedIn is what Facebook was in 2010. And gosh, wouldn't you be kicking yourself? If you just put up uh, one. Like I, I was dating that, that German opera singer way back then, and right. she refused to let me do Facebook for her, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm sitting there going, like, I think it'd be pretty smart if you we built a website. Why wouldn't we use this Facebook thing? She's like, No, Facebook ruins relationships. <laughs> and 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 here, eight years later, I I've never heard of her. She's not you know a famous opera singer, but back then she would have been the first one, and it would have been much easier for her to build a brand. And that's what's happening on LinkedIn right now. So it's just plain wrong that people are thinking, oh, I got to do this as part of my job application process. It's like, no, you need to do this to change your life right now. That's why it's plain damn wrong that nobody's talking about it this way. Absolutely. And the other side of that is it's just plain wrong that people um, don't understand the power of it, right? On one side, it's wrong that they you know, are wasting their time doing something that is not benefiting them. But the other side is people really are not getting as much value as they deserve from the platform. And that's what we're all about here. Wanting to make sure that everybody who wants to get the most out of LinkedIn is given the tools that they need to do so. So that kind of leads into the third part of our story, right? So we've already established that we have our character that really has this motivation or problem that they want to fix. And then they have you know, the, the, it, within that problem, there's a bad guy, there's their motivations. And then it's, you know, why is this just plain wrong? But, you know, all of that makes a really good story, you know, but we like to talk about Star Wars as an example here, right? You know, there's Luke Skywalker. And what Luke wants is he wants to do what's best for the galaxy. And then there's this bad guy and his name's Darth Vader. And Darth Vader, you know, he is, you know, he's killing a bunch of people. He's murdered a bunch of Jedi. Uh, it makes Luke feel really sad for his community and it's just plain wrong. But how is Luke going to defeat Darth Vader? Luke doesn't know anything. How is he going to defeat this major problem? Well, then Luke meets Yoda and Yoda is the guide, the one who helps Luke accomplish everything that he knows he needs to do. How Luke has this major Darth Vader problem to solve. 
Yoda is the one that teaches him how to do it. So for you, you want to be Yoda for the person that you're trying to talk to, right? They have this major problem, but they need somebody to help them solve it. And that's where we can become that expert for them that helps them get where they want to get to. Right. And so, you know, and, and, and so people think, well, what, what does that mean in a sense of, of applying in the standard job process? Well, think about the, the person that's trying to hire you. You know, their job is to hire you. Make it easier for them. You know, for whatever you're doing for anybody, you know, make whatever the, make them, help them make more money. Like, go, you know, be willing to offer your time and, 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 and effort if, if there's a, a way for you to learn something from it. I mean, Mitch, you did all these profile audits. I mean, dozens and dozens of them. I know, which gave a tremendous amount of time you get. You didn't charge anybody anything for it. And um, not only did people come back to you and just say, holy cow, I learned more in that 10-minute video than I learned in a week of, of military transition assistance programs. That was pretty cool to hear that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think also you probably learned a tremendous amount just absolutely. by going through the process, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's no, anybody could have done that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and being that guide for somebody else, not only are you going to you know, be able to help them create genuine connection with them and build a true relationship that can, you know, turn into a, a client relationship, a business partner relationship, an employer relationship, but you're going to learn so much by being that guide for somebody, right? I already knew a lot about LinkedIn, but I didn't realize how much I knew until I did this, right? Well, doing this experiment with people, it did two things. It, it one, it made me realize how much I actually understood about the platform compared to the average user, even people who had pretty good looking profiles. But it also made me realize how many people need my help. And that was one of the main motivators for starting this whole podcast was I said, wow, all these people could really benefit from this. Let me go run with it and be that guide that people need. So for you, whatever your goals are with LinkedIn, be that guide for people. What are you able to, you know, it's like Scott said, we want to make people's lives easier for them, whether it be as a client, as a potential employer, a business partner, whatever we're seeking, we want to make it as easy as possible for them to find us and to want to work with us. And there's really two elements that we want to bring to the table here. Part one is empathy and part two is authority. So empathy, right? We want to show people that we understand where they're at, what their problems are, and everything that they're going through, right? Because you're much more likely to trust somebody if they get what you're going through than somebody who says, yeah, I don't really get that, but maybe I could help you. We want to be the person who knows exactly what they're going through. And when I tell people my best advice for their profile, what they want to put in their about section specifically, it's going to be full of empathy. Because if somebody's reading your profile or reading your content, and they automatically feel that you understand what they're dealing with, now they have incentive to try and talk to you, connect with you, so on and so forth. Right. And this is, this is why it's so important to, to understand your audience. Not just saying, well, I got a PMP, so I'm just good to be a project manager, like wherever, you know, good for me, just hope it's in Dallas or whatever, you know, <laughs> like, no, no, it's like, how are you, how do you know you're, you're helping someone? And so, it's it's like you, you just put yourself in their shoes because maybe you've been there before or and, and 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 if you can be in that place then you can truly empathize and if you haven't been there before 
then know your customer. You know, know who, know who it is you're trying, know who's hiring you, know their problems. Because then when you're sitting in that room with them, uh, you're, you're, you're saying, no, 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 this isn't about me. This is about your problem. It's what you guys want to accomplish. I'm trying to be, be, be the guy to help you guys get there. Like, what, 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 tell me. And then you start the conversation that way if you can uh, versus just sitting there getting grilled. A resume is look at me, look at me, you know. And, and so that's, that's what we're trying to change here is you're not the hero of this story. You're, 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 they're the hero. Everybody, the other person is always the hero. Yeah, definitely. And, and that's getting back to, you know, everyone has a degree of self-interest. They want to know what you can do for them. And if, if you just sit up there and put up, you know, project manager or CEO or just list your job title as your headline or, and, and just, you know, really run with that theme throughout your profile, people don't see how you help them. They see how you want to be helped. And that's not what we want to get across. We want to push out a message that we are this abundant resource of knowledge, information, and skills that people can use to benefit them, not for us to benefit ourselves. And in, I think this is the second part, authority. And this is where people get really confused. Just listing skills and accomplishments are bad. How do I show my authority? And so a really good way to do this is through testimonials, whether it be friends, but other clients, people you've worked with in the past. Testimonials are so much more powerful than listing off what I've done. And, and you know, when I was studying branding in, in college at West Point, one thing that we would always talk about is, you know, how did Apple become this mega brand? Apple didn't become this mega brand by saying, you know, this is our best features because Samsung and, and Android, they're all doing the same thing. They're all saying, you know, these are our main features. Apple became this powerhouse because of, of person to person, word of mouth saying, you know, I love my iPhone. You need to get one too. That authority is so much more powerful when it's coming from a third party than when it's coming from yourself. And that's something that you should really take advantage of. Yeah, because think about the real difference with, with what Apple did is they were inspiring. They were remarkable. They were something to make remarks about. That's what remarkable means, right? And, and they did that by thinking really big. What was their goal? Change the world. That was what Steve Jobs wanted to do. Do you think he did it? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, and it's like, what's wrong? I'm so much, when somebody comes to me, if they're, if they're looking to work with, on our team and, and, so, and somebody comes and they're just super motivated, they're, they're maybe have no guidance to what they're going, but they're just like, I, you know, I want to do something big. Like just, just say it, even if you don't even know you believe it yet, because eventually you will, because opportunities will start to show up and you're like, damn, like, yeah, I, this could actually get kind of, kind of big if, you know, if it played out, you never know. So you might as well aim big, you know, do it when you your mentality on LinkedIn, think that way. If you can show free value to somebody, your authority immediately goes up in their book, Right. I gave out 10 minutes of free time to, to certain, to different people who asked for it. And the authority that I gained from that was tremendous. One, people were sending me recommendations on LinkedIn, but two, you know, at the end of the call, hearing people say, I learned so much from you. I can't believe I didn't know this stuff. I can't believe no one else is teaching this stuff. Now I have instant authority, even though I gave it away for free. Now there's people who say, okay, I see the value of this. I got it for free. And now they're considering 
wanting to hire me. You know, I got multiple clients from this free value ad and that's a way to build instant authority. That's why LinkedIn's great is you can show that authority right on the platform. You, you don't have to go write books and build web pages yet. You will, <laughs> but or you should. But um, right there on the, on the recommendation, like we just got a testimonial today or just somebody actually just totally out of the blue yeah. just wrote us and, and wanted to say, hey, thank you guys for all your help. Here, I'll just read it. Hey, Mitchell and Scott, thank you so all your, I want to thank you all you guys for your help. Uh, I don't know if you realize the profound impact you've had on my career. No joke, I've been incredibly busy. Before I would try to get on calls with prospects, but here lately, more and more are calling me. It's um, unbelievable how much our LinkedIn profiles and being active can change the game. Can't thank you enough. Like, that's crazy. This is just someone I met via LinkedIn, had a similar cause, military she was a military spouse in the cannabis industry, which I mentioned on the last episode, we're dabbling in that space to be supportive. And, um, and so she had a unique story. So I just told her and taught her some things about how to use LinkedIn for it. And within like a month, it's just skyrocketed. That uh, testimonial really kind of ties everything we've been talking about together, right? We didn't reach out to this person and say, Hey, like, let us work with you. Let us, you know, become a client. We said, okay, this is a person who clearly believes in the same things that we believe in. They're struggling with a lot of the things that we have struggled with in the past and we want to help them. So we just told our story, right? You know, we are veteran entrepreneurs as well. We are in the cannabis space as well. We had a lot of trouble meeting people when we first started out on LinkedIn, but here's everything that we learned along the way that taught us what we needed to know in order to make these connections happen. And that led to a great friendship, a great business partnership, instead of reaching out and saying, hey, I see you're struggling, buy this. It's okay, this is what I went through as well. And now the ability for us to create way more opportunity than just a one-time sale exists. And it would not have existed if we had just reached out with straight sales copy. And so that kind of leads into, you know, we, we understand the step-by-step -step way that we want to create this story, but what do we really want to avoid here? And one thing that I always say you really want to avoid is sending long sales copy. I've got a couple of messages this past week from people that are like, it's like a chapter of a book. And this guy sends me the like multiple paragraph thing saying, hey, I see that you are in marketing. I help marketers do this. And then went to describe his entire business model to me I have no reason to want to talk to this guy now because to me, I don't want to have any type of relationships where it's just, you give me this amount of money and I'll give you this. I want to build real relationship relationships with people. And I don't think people realize how much of a turnoff it is when they send some people, someone in their network, just straight sales copy, as opposed to getting to know them. It seems very fake and not somebody that you want to talk to. Yeah. I mean, think about, LinkedIn as the largest networking event in the world. Like it's, it's a big room or a big neighborhood or, or whatever. And, and yes, you, you can have success. People have success going around and knocking on people's doors. And then as soon as the door opens, hi, Mr. Johnson, I'm here to do this and this. And some people will buy, sure. But man, do they get to know each other and, and develop a relationship? Maybe, I don't know. But when you, when you can do it the, the other way around, um, it's just going to work out so much easier. You, think about walking up to somebody in a, in a networking event room. You wouldn't just spit out your your thirty second elevator pitch. Pitch. You'd say, "Hi, what's up? How are you? What's your name?" You'd start with right. something, yeah, right? No, absolutely. And and so here's kind of what we can do next. These are some tips and steps that you can implement today 
to start making your relationships and connections on LinkedIn much more meaningful so you can start sharing your story with people and build those types of connections that you really need and deserve. What we want to do is we want to start integrating our story into every part of the platform. Starting out with the profile, go through and figure out, okay, who's the character I want to speak to? What is their problem and how can I be their guide for them? And just implement that into every part of your profile, into your header, into your about section, into your experiences, and stop listing all of the ways that you've accomplished things. Stop listing your skills. Stop listing your job titles and just tell that story. It's so much more compelling when somebody comes to your page. The next thing we want to do is we want to start engaging with people with these elements in mind. Find posts on LinkedIn and we just want to comment on them with genuine heartfelt comments that are part of our brand story. And lastly, we want to integrate this into our messaging, right? When we message people, whether it's a brand new connection, whether it's somebody that we've been talking to, whether it's just somebody that we see a post that we really like, we want to message them and really get to know them, right? We want to keep that top of mind rather than saying, hey, this is me. Like I got a connection request today that said, hey, I'm a marketing coach. I see you're in marketing. We should connect and talk about opportunities. And like, I know what that is. This guy's trying to sell me something. But like, it's not a secret. But if I, if that guy had reached out to me and said, Hey, I'm in marketing too, would love to get to know you and see, you know, what you're up to, you know, what type of strategies you're, you're using and see how we might be able to collaborate. That is much more compelling to me. And is part of, I would guess his brand story, but we want to differentiate between just going straight after somebody trying to get, you know, a, a direct action. And we really want to start getting to know them because that's somebody that will become a lifelong friend, business partner, client, those types of things. Right. I think the, the cool way to do this on LinkedIn that just, again, the hack that is LinkedIn that makes it 90% easier to build a relationship is one, you want to find the people who are, are also active um, so that you can build a relationship. It's hard to build a relationship with someone who's not active. Right. And you might say that leaves people on, off the table. Well, no, you aren't meant to serve them if this is how you serve people. So uh, you know, that way you can find the people who are active and you can be commenting on their, their posts and you know, you'll see them more, more and more. And, and that's just you know, showing up on, in the room more often. That's what we really want to take away from this is being present on LinkedIn, being active, using it to build relationships with intention and not just using it as a resume platform or to sell somebody something, making sure that we are trying to build real relationships because like we mentioned on the first show, when we engage with other people on the platform, it helps everyone, right? It helps you build your brand when you're engaging and it helps them. And by the way, now we're adding the element of a great relationship and potential friendship that can blossom into something much more. So that's all we got for our episode today. I uh, really hope that you got something valuable out of this. And I wanna make it very clear that this story element, telling the story is, is integral to success on LinkedIn. You have to have a story, you have to have a personal brand in order to get to know people, in order to tell a compelling story and something that everybody needs to integrate immediately into their LinkedIn strategy. So this has been the LinkedIn Liberty podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, if you got something valuable out of it, please tell your friends, family, business associates about what we're up to. We love helping people get the most out of LinkedIn. Look for us on iTunes and uh, looking forward to the next episode. Thanks.